Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we are back. Here's the way it's going to work in in this final hour. Glenn Mason is set for about 1140. We've got some tapes uh, mostly regarding the the, uh, game today against the uh, uh, Cowboys of uh, Viking game tonight. If you've got things you want to talk about, you give us a call. The number I believe you know by now, 651-989-9226, 989-9226. We will alternate those phone calls and some of these tapes. We'll start first with uh, Mike had a chance to catch up with uh, Viking safety Harrison Smith. Harrison in the NFL, they're all big, but you're also playing in a great big stadium against a team with a big reputation and all those things. Is it fun to go into these? Uh, do you guys think about that much, or has it just become 100-yard field when you get there? Um, I mean, everybody looks at it a different way. Um, for me, I just I just like playing the game. So, you know, wherever we play at, it's like fortunate to play in this league, so try to take advantage of every opportunity. When you see Prescott as a quarterback, you played against a lot of good ones, including him. What do you see? What 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 is it safety? What do you see? Yeah, you know, um, like you said, he's a you know, a good one, um, strong arm, athletic, can move around a throw. Um, and then, you know, when he does run it, which he's not really like a runner, but he's definitely capable of running. Uh, he's a big guy, too, athletic, uh, hard to bring down. So uh, he's a football player. He's a, he's a playmaker, um, you know, but he can definitely make those big throws that hurt you. Yeah, those big athletic quarterbacks, you never know, because by the time you get to them, usually it's because they have some space. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, you know, every not a ton of them, but there's enough of them to get your attention. Or... Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, he's a, he's a thrower, but... You definitely just always got to be aware of his athletic ability. And, and Cooper as a receiver is what? Uh, he's a threat. Um, you know, I think we've played against him in Oakland. And then, you know, I think since he's gotten to Dallas, he's, he's really exploded and um, been a big play receiver for him. Overall, your team defense this year, you, you, you know, you guys have been pretty darn good most days. Is that the way it feels? Or do you just always feel like you're leaving stuff up? You guys are kind of perfectionists on that side of the ball. Yeah, you know, even even games we win, you know, there's stuff that we need to get corrected. Um, and then, you know, games we lose as well. So, um, no matter what the outcome is, we always want to clamp down a little tighter. So you'll be dissatisfied no matter what? <laughs> Not dissatisfied. I mean, a win, like, yeah. wins in this league are hard to come by. So, you're always happy with a win, but you can't can't rest on it. you gotta you got to stay, stay kind of diligent in, in how you watch your tape. Hi, hey, that was Harrison Smith. Uh, well, you voted. You filled the phone lines. I gave the numbers in, in like in two seconds, although the phone lines are filled. All right, we'll take some of your phone calls here. Uh, Peggy in Plymouth, you were first. Go ahead. Go ahead, Peggy. Hello. Hi. I just want to make a comment about uh, the Gophers. Sure. Uh, and the fact that I am not surprised at all that they're doing so well. And the reason I say that is because uh, last summer we were at a Twins game, and it happened to be uh, a game that all the football players were at. And we sat in their section, 
and they were the most polite and respectful bunch of men that I have ever witnessed. And they said, thank you, excuse me. Uh, Carter Coughlin was sitting in front of us. He took time to take pictures with some of the young children around him. And uh, so, you know, PJ said it takes uh, their smart bunch of kids, um, but I think it's more than that, that they're doing so well. Yeah, thank you, uh, Peggy. They they are great in the community. That's part of PJ's uh, system. Uh, Carter Coughlin, one of the best. His mom used to work for Jenny, and uh, it's a terrific uh, sports family. Uh, they've done so much for the University of Minnesota. Let's uh, let's keep going here. Uh, Skip in Bloomington. Morning, Skip. What's on your mind? Hi, Dave. Uh, I was at the game yesterday, the Gophers, and without a doubt was the most exciting uh, Gopher game I've ever been to in my life. And uh, one of the saddest was the game that, they played at the Metrodome years back, uh, where they were up twenty-eight to nothing at halftime, or twenty-seven to nothing, and lost twenty-eight to twenty-seven, or something like that. But uh, yesterday's game was a uh, was a treat to be at. And, uh, it was great to see everybody, the fans, the school, everybody come together, the whole state. So. No question. It was, a, it was a terrific atmosphere. You'll probably over the years find 100,000 people who swear they were at that game. Let's go to uh, with time. Yeah, we got time. Let's go to Jeff and Asia. We'll just keep going here. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, say, uh, I've been a season ticket holder on and off for a number of years now, and uh, just really proud of that moment that took place yesterday. I'm wondering if you guys can just touch base and kind of talk about where we're seeing a, a cultural shift take place here. That When I listen to PJ talk, uh, it seems to me if we look at this more than just game over game over game, he's he's really focused on the long-term uh, talent and change cultural shift at the U. Can you, can you kind of comment on that, looking at this from a generational standpoint? I certainly agree with that, Jeff. I, I've, you know, for everything I've seen both inside uh, the program and as a fan in the stands, I think that uh, he's building for the future. I don't think, you know, we used to have these waves you build for every fourth or fifth year. You could maybe compete and then you'd rebuild. I don't think he buys into that. And I think his, and buying into the, the whole program, what our last caller Peggy talked about, what the kids do in the community, the fact they have the highest grade point average in the history of the, of the football program. I think there has been a cultural change. And Minnesotans have had 50 years of disappointment. I'm not surprised it's hard for a lot of them to come along. But I think if, they're, if they've are if they got an open mind, they're, they're seeing a real difference there. Mike, I'll, I'll toss it your way. You're, you've been watching this program yeah, a I, long I, time. I, I, say something, though. I do think it gets lost in the, in the the perception of the Gophers is 50 years of but there have been some big wins in there, too. And there have been some really, you know, they played um, Wisconsin six years ago to win the Big Ten West at Madison. And David Cobb was hurt, and he came back and tried to play, and they got beaten. Well, you know, uh, I think that was the year they went to Orlando to the bowl game against uh, uh, Missouri. Yep. But, but the perception that we have, even Tim Brewster went to two bowl games in the middle of his, you know. Uh, I think most people would say he was 1-12 and every year. Uh, but we get so locked into uh, this can never last that they can't win a big game, and if they get off to a good start or if they're ahead in a game, something's going to go wrong. And uh, eventually you just got to win one of those. And yesterday they won one of those. And I, I do think that changes everything about the way you believe in, in, in yourselves the rest of the way. The classic Minnesota situation, of course, is they beat – consecutive bowl years, Alabama, Arkansas, and Oregon. And you bring that up and people go, yeah, but those are really down teams. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. But it's not your fault that Alabama wasn't the Alabama. Thing. It's not your fault that Purdue uh, had guys injured. And they, it's not yeah. your fault Maryland gets the scholarships. It's not your fault Nebraska had a quarterback injury. That, that's not your fault. But we are this morning we're, we're seeing, so programmed. Yeah, people are coming around a little bit. Yeah. 
All right, let's see if we get uh, at least one more caller in here. Jack and Richfield, you've been on hold the longest. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, it was a great game yesterday. A heck of a lot of fun to be there. Uh, there's been some, some people, or it's been reported that this is the first time the Gophers are 9-0 since 1904. Well, that's true, but, but between 1904 and 1941, they won three national titles, but they only played eight games. Yeah, yeah there's lots of things like that. Yeah, there is that. that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. <laughs> and uh, that's just an interesting stat. And uh, one more thing. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Oh, God. Okay. you know, we're, we're doing so well up to there. All right, one more caller. Uh, there's uh, someone on line uh, five who claims to be Susie Jones. Could this be Susie Jones? Yes, because I'm listening to you guys this morning, and I love it, and I love hearing P.J. Fleck. But, of course, I was the one watching the game. I'm a season ticket holder, but I didn't get that game because I share them with someone. Uh-huh. I thought, Mike Max, the secondary in the defense was outstanding. How many times did they knock that ball away at key points during the game? And, you know, I am a football aficionado, and I know the ins and outs, and I just uh, want to say <laughs> to you. <laughs> no, but didn't you guys? Well, I'll, I'll take that one real quick. I, I thought the secondary made the big plays. I do think yeah. when they look at the tape, they're going to say, how was that tight end that open? Yeah. Was, there were some things, I mean, real fundamental to football that, that Penn State exposed on the Gophers yesterday, but they made some big the, – the, the big plays were the three interceptions, but also, Dave, when they got the ball to the four-yard line and you're just about sure they're going to score, and they had to go for a touchdown, they couldn't take a field goal, and the Gophers found a way. Well, Williamson, right. number six, in case you don't know your name, Williamson comes from all, almost out of the picture and jumps and knocks the ball away. Yep. It would have been a touchdown. Oh, phenomenal play. Phenomenal. Yeah, you're right, Susie. All right. Uh, well, the, way in with you guys. I love you all. We have been on the air for 40 plus years. It's the first time we've been able to get Susie Jones yep. to call. So when yep. we chalk up this show, this is an absolute winner. Well, we're going to take a break here, come back with an interview. Uh, we'll have more of your calls. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll get your calls again at 1130 after our next interview and then 1140 to the end of the show. Glenn Mason. And is that ever going to be fun? Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. Max Sports Huddle. Everybody's talking Gopher Nation right now. Tom Chorsky is a Gopher alum, so we'll get to hockey in a minute. But, Tom, how did that strike you yesterday, the Gophers and Penn State? Well, it was wonderful. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a, a former Gopher, and so to see the, the transformation, I guess, of, of, the, of the campus and, and the program to a degree um, has been a lot of fun. And, you know, we were all sitting on the edge of our seats to see what would happen in that game. And it makes you really proud that uh, Gopher football, you know, kind of answered the bell and, and did it in uh, in great fashion. And, and you know, there was a, a push by Penn State at the end, which was probably expected. Um, but they they really stepped up and, 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 you know, showed that by halftime this is a real team and uh, someone to be contended with. And now they're putting uh, the program on the map. And even though, you know, I was a hockey player there, and, and the hockey program is storied in itself and, and important. Um, you have I, even I admit that uh, a, a college and a university has to have a, a top football program because future doctors and lawyers and and businessmen they want to go to a school that has a great football program too. In Minnesota, they want to see a great hockey program as well. But uh, in general, you got to have a great football program. So I'm I'm so happy that uh, Gopher football is is really back on the national stage. What do you think of the, uh, your team's uh, uh, goaltending? You mean the Wild now? You're talking Wild yeah. or Gophers? 
Wild? Let's just take the Wild. Wild. Down wild. the okay. score of the Wild. The so we'll the Wild. Yeah, the, the Wild goaltending um, has been a little bit in the spotlight, I think, because Dumit went, got down. He went hurt, got hurt, and then Stalock came in. We've seen some good, some good um, stints by Stalock, and then there's been some other times when uh, the puck's gotten past him. Now, I think every time a puck goes past a goaltender, typically you got to look and see what the breakdown was in front of the goaltender because it's not always um, all on, on the goaltender. I think, uh, you know, the Wild has been going down in their games recently. In particular, in San Jose, they really got down early uh, by, by four goals in the first period. Last game, it was two goals, but I know one of those goals was a one-timer where a guy got left all alone. It was really a D-zone breakdown. So um, when, when pucks are going past the goalies, I think in fairness to them, you got to look and, and, and put in context uh, where the breakdown was and, and was it something that was really on the goalie or is it uh, is, is the team having some mental breakdowns in, in front of them? Hey, Tom, let's uh, swing over and talk about the Gopher hockey team. I think the consensus on the hockey team, it's young, it's probably a year away. Nice 3-1 to one victory in Michigan yesterday. Some of these young players look like they're coming of age a little bit earlier perhaps than people thought. Yeah, well, that's what you hope, I think, with young players. You know you're throwing them into the deep end. Uh, and, and usually these days with, with the college players entering their freshman year, usually as, as maybe 19, 20 year olds, they play the year of junior, they're really mature. When you take on 12, you know, freshmen that are, are not that old and, and maybe coming in as true freshmen and they're playing against programs that have a lot of 21, 22 year old players, it can be a, it can be a big jump, but, um, they are a talented group and, and, you know, I think, Coach Motsko and staff has has got their fingers crossed that uh, while there might be some some bumpy nights here and there because of their youth, um, they're going to benefit down the road by by throwing them in the deep end. And if they can if they can step up and 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 handle the competition, which they did this weekend, that's a big that's a big weekend to to go toe to toe with Michigan. Um, it looks like it looks like they're going to be able to um, to be okay and 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 maybe take even more strides this year than they originally anticipated. What would Motsko's signature be as a coach? What when you see one of his teams the way they play, you'd say what about it? I would say um, tenacity on the puck, really um, holding those players accountable for um, being you know like a cat on a mouse to to get that puck and and to play hard every shift. Uh, you know, I think that his teams over the course of time when he was at St. Cloud, you, you could make the argument that he wasn't getting um, at least perceptionally the, the top players, right? The blue chip players, maybe players that were drafted in the first round, although he did get the paling uh, kid to commit there, who was a first rounder now playing in Montreal. But um, he had he is known for getting players that were maybe just a little off the radar that had skill and talent, but they were also very tenacious workers. They were committed to the, the team concept of playing hard, you know, for the guy next to you and playing for the program. And uh, I think that's what you're going to see him get out of these players, even though he's got skilled players and high draft picks, he's going to demand that they also uh, match, match an effort level that goes with their skill level. Sutter was all BF last year. What kind of year he had this year? Ryan Suter. Okay. Thank you. I, I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he was banged up with that uh, that leg and, and ankle injury, but uh, he's, he's back in, in good form. I think the whole team in general is 
is trying to assimilate with uh, the, the changes that happened. Last year was a disruptive year from a, from a roster standpoint. Uh, they make a general manager change late in the summer. Uh, Bill Guerin comes in. So I think, you know, that's affecting all the players um, trying to get the dust settled, if you will. And, and it looks to me like things are starting to get in that, get in that realm. They're, they're on a four-game road trip. They're currently 2-1. and one. Um, They've had to battle back, and then they've rallied back from being down in games. Uh, last, last game being uh, against Arizona last night. Uh, they played the L.A. Kings coming up, who they beat 5-1 to one earlier this year. So, you know, I think we'll keep an eye on, on not just Ryan Suter. We're going to keep an eye on everyone. Uh, you know, you and I were at the same event the other day. I didn't see you there, Tom, but that Tip Enneback puts on quite a show with uh, four different speakers about overcoming uh, tragedy and obstacles in their life, and there's a lot of hockey people there. Yeah, that was. A, I knew that was going to be a great event. I was invited through Eric Hendrickson, who heads up their um, mortgage division, their lending division, and he's a hockey dad in my world, and, and our daughters are friends, but that whole tradition company's um, you know, organization is, is first class. Uh, Tip Enneback was a football player out of North Dakota. Yep. It's a family-run business, but he put together a lineup, Maxie, and you got a lot of accolades, too, for your involvement, and, and good for you on that. Uh, but, yeah, there was some touching stories on mental health issues and, and, and suicide. There was um, a, a young cancer patient who was on his third battle um, that, that the tradition company is, is supporting, uh, I think, Hope for Kids is the organization. Yep. Um, there was another really great story of, of kind of overcoming tragedy in a family. And so um, it was faith, hope, and courage. And, you know, you go to those events and, and it, it, it puts your own problems and challenges in a little bit in perspective. And, and it brought the community together from, you know, as, as small as it was. But, yeah, a lot of hockey people there because of the Enneback family are hockey players. And, and Eric Hendrickson is a hockey family guy. And, was really great that they they did that event. I think it's uh, something I'll certainly go to next year when they do it again. Sid, Tom, hold on. We need your address. We'll get you a murder certificate for the best stake in the whole country. Tim Murray I love, has the best stuff. Thank you. I love going to Murray. Uh, thanks. thanks, Tom. We'll talk soon. All right, that's Tom right. Chorsky. I'm going to tell you how the next half hour is going to go. You've been so great on phone calls this morning. We've got some tapes here. We're going to hold those because if you call, we'll take your phone calls over that. Then we'll break to make room for Glenn Mason in about 12 minutes right now. So for those eight minutes or so, we'll be happy to take your phone calls. We've got one line tied up right now. If you want to join us, here's the number to call, 651-989-9226. Call right now. We'll talk to you after this break. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back. I want to thank people for the text messages. We've got two of them. Yeah, there was another instance where Gopher fans rushed the field in fairly recent memory. Mike, you had the details. It was the Nebraska game in 2013. Uh, I'll take it a step further. Jerry Kill was on. You remember, he had been removed from the sidelines and up yep. in the booth because he was rehabbing it, and his uh, brother-in-law had had a heart attack that day. And it was it was all these things that come together. But uh, I remember uh, Rebecca Kill and, and, and the contingent walking on the field, and they didn't know the killed family was there, and the fans are chanting Jerry. Stopped and turned toward the press box. Yeah, and Jerry, now, now, Jerry. It, it wasn't sold out, and it wasn't right. you know didn't have the implications. But the fans rushed. The other time they rushed it big time. People will forget this: uh, the Gophers beat Marquette to go to the NIT in basketball the year after the Final Four, and uh, they had this remarkable. They had to win to get eligible, yeah. and they ended up beating Marquette to go to the the 
the the Big Apple, and I remember because I was on the and, and they rushed the floor like I've never seen before, you know. And, and I think they did that the other time when they only had the one win the whole. Year. Remember they couldn't win a game and they finally won one. The Iron Five uh, era was a yeah, bad, right, right, it could yeah. have been. Doesn't happen very often. We know that. All right, we've got one caller here, and we'll take that call in a minute. If you want to join that list, uh, call us during this call, uh, and the number is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. And we'll go for a couple minutes here, and then we'll make room for Glenn Mason. Let's go to this uh, first call, Elliot in St. Paul. You get the record of being on hold the longest. Thanks for waiting. What's on your mind? Well, thank you. It's worth uh, being on hold that long. Um, yesterday was a great day. It's a moment that um, I'm going to remember forever. I still haven't gotten my voice back from yesterday's mm-hmm. game. But I've got two questions. Um, why can't Gopher Sports be on WCCOAM? Um, there's more love here. There's more input. There's more expertise with Maxi and you guys. I'd love to see that. The other station where it's broadcasted, it gets complimentary segments. Secondly, we were season ticket holders. Uh, once that premium seats came in, um, we ha- held down a couple of years, but they implemented it more, including our section of seats. Fundamentally, I know you guys are close to the athletic department, and I know the athletic director asks, you know, it's our responsibility to earn people back. They've got to take advantage of this opportunity to reduce those premium ticket segments, the donation, significantly to get us back so they can keep this place full. I don't understand why they don't do that in a sense as a loss leader, but it's much better to have 50,000 people there than 25,000 people because they don't want to pay that amount. Well, Elliot, they listen, the people you're talking about listen to this show. They're not going to do anything mid-season. You make a couple of really good points. And, and the one is, I think this is a good year in which to stop and take a deep breath and say, how good did it feel with 50,700 people in there yesterday? And what can we do to make sure that happens again? The, you know, the last tickets sold were the, were the most expensive ones, and people complained. Now, to the Gophers' credit, they did sell those seats, but there were an awful lot of people who dropped off. They never did implement the third stage of that, but I'm sure they'll take a hard look at it, and I think callers like you. And in terms of getting them back here on WCCO, we would like nothing better. It's a bid process. This station has not won that uh, bid process. Process. I've been three-year contracts. Uh, I think the current one goes to about 2022 or 2023. Uh, I would guess the station will be back in there. Ultimately, the decision is Learfield's, uh, and they, they make a recommendation to the Gopher Athletic Department. Sid, did you have something you wanted to say before we break for Glenn Mason? I mean, Did you have something? I thought you had something you maybe wanted to say before we break for Glenn Mason. If not, we'll take a break here. We'll see what happens. All right, that's, <laughs> that's what ins- he wanted to that's say, ins- man. Insight we'll get from no good. one, no it's, one it's else. It's a good point, too. All we right, don't we, know. We will go to break here. When we come back, we will talk to Glenn Mason. Uh, sorry, that'll be the, it for the, your phone calls today. However, if you've got a question you'd like us to ask Glenn Mason, you can text us on that same number you call us. That number is 651-989-9226. Back after this, Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. And now the end is near, and so I face... Okay, that's enough of Frank Sinatra. We want to hear from Glenn Mason. Uh, How do you get away with being such a homer? On the, on the Big Ten Network, and congratulations, you told them all along. You said, not only can the Gophers win this game, I believe you said, I think the Gophers are going to win this game. Well, let me just tell you something. I, It's not being a homer. you got to call it the way you see it, and I mean that. You know, some guys are, 
they're blinded on the things. And, you know, sometimes you get criticized because you're critical. Uh, but I just looked at, uh, you know, that game and, you know, I just really thought the way that, you know, Minnesota's playing. And, man, what a football game. Not And, and P.J. was great. You know, that wasn't just for that team or that university. That's ignited the whole state, and and it should. And I got to say something. You know, uh, Tanner Morgan, uh, I think even on your show, uh, I had mentioned uh, evaluating. I said, you know, Tanner Morgan, I said, you know, I think he's an average quarterback. Said, That's not bad, you know. I want to tell you something. I've never seen a minute, not only a Minnesota quarterback play a game like that. I don't think I've ever seen a Big Ten quarterback play a better game than he did. He was fabulous. Well, that's high praise. Sid's got a question. Sidney? I'll say one thing about you. You said the Gophers could win that game, and they did. How about that young quarterback, the sophomore quarterback, 18 for 20, 220? Unbelievable. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, you know, you look at it, he was uh, flawless. And, uh, you know, I already given him praise, but let me, let me just say this. That offensive line of Minnesota, they played a tremendous game yesterday. I've watched a lot of film with Penn State. That defensive line is really good. I, I, I'm going to tell you, Gross Mattis, uh, Shaka Tony, and those guys, uh, uh, Bobby Windsor, they gave everybody fits. They had 30 sacks on the year. And I want to tell you something. I don't think they got uh, most of the time, 99% of the time, they didn't even get close to Tanner Morgan. That was a tremendous job. You think the two weeks helps the team a lot if you, if you decide to get innovative, Coach, when you have two weeks instead of one week, if you choose to use it that way? Uh, you know, I, I don't – you know, they both had two weeks to get ready. Uh, Mike, I always think that helps you know, the underdog, though, because they look for new answers. No, but I'm going to tell you, tell, tell you something. You know, that uh, both teams did – about what they did going into into that game, uh, they really did, and uh, obviously Minnesota did it a lot better. You know, Penn State, you know, you don't get to be ranked uh, uh, fourth in the college football playoff if you're not a really, really good football team. And uh, I, like a lot of people in the Big Ten Network, thought that uh, Minnesota was slighted the week before, being undefeated and ranked 17th with six two lost teams ahead yep. of them. Uh, that was crazy, and I. I don't think you're going to see that come out this week. Rob Mullins, the chairman, last week he said, well, yeah, Minnesota's undefeated. They didn't play anybody. I want to see what he says this week. Well, I think a lot of our listeners agree with you. We'll know that sometime this afternoon. Glenn, you know, there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't do this, but I was at the game yesterday watching, and a couple of times starting early, and then throughout the game, Gophers brought in an offensive lineman, and I'm waiting for another offensive lineman to come out, and a tight end came out, a wide receiver came out, and they had six huge offensive linemen there, and they were just saying, Come and get our quarterback. I th- I thought it was a brilliant move. Well, you know, I, I you go back to the game plan that Kirk Sharaka, the offensive coordinator, had, and I said it on our network last night. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. He had extra time to get ready, and he looked at it, and he smartened up. I see a lot of people, I'll give you an example. They go to play Ohio State when Chase Young's a uh, – I mean, this was Wisconsin. And there's uh, Chase Young out there at defensive end. And they're trying to block him with one guy. They're trying to sometimes trying to block him with the tight end. It doesn't work. You got to do what you, ha- you need to do to protect the quarterback, or the quarterback has no chance. And that goes right to what I said. It, it, not only did those linemen did a good job, but that plan was was spectacular. Were you surprised how well the offensive line played, considering Penn State has the best defensive 
Flying. Let's hit that one one more time, Coach. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think the follow-up of that, I, I was. I, and when I looked at that game, if I thought there was a mismatch in that game uh, to the detriment of Minnesota, it might have been that defensive line of Penn State against the, uh, uh, against the offensive line of Minnesota because I knew what it, how tough it was for them to run, and I knew that Tanner Morgan would have to throw it. I wasn't really sure if they could protect the passer, but they did an unbelievable job. Uh, when, uh, and now we'll turn the page here in the next couple of days and take a peek at Iowa. You watch them all the time. Gopher fans watch them one week a year when the Gophers play them. Uh, danger zones, what do we got here on next Saturday? Uh, that, great question. You're already looking forward the right way, Mike. You're yep. looking to the next game. And, uh, you know, Iowa, this is not a great Iowa football team. I can tell you that. The strength of this football team is their defense. Uh, and in saying that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor still ran for 250 yards uh, yesterday. And they, they go, and the Badgers ran for 300 yards. But that's a, a pretty good defense. Offensively, it's, it's a mystery. Uh, I, I just – I think they're still struggling. They don't know what to do. They they can't score. They have trouble scoring a lot of points. They have trouble in the red zone. They have trouble running the football. Um, now, in saying that, it's it's always tough to go down to Kinnick Stadium and, and play the Hawkeyes. I know that, but uh, this is not one of Kirk Ferentz's um, uh, more talented teams. You know, Glenn, the the home crowd was in the student section. I don't know how much you could tell of that in in the studio there in Chicago was absolutely unbelievable. The best we've ever seen in that facility. And we got a text this morning, and I knowing we were going to talk to you, I saved it. But I want to give you credit and Mark Deanhart. You went out on a stump, and it was not the most popular speech you guys gave, but you talked about what could happen if you could bring football back on campus. And there was an administration that didn't look very warmly on that at the time, and I don't think that would have happened yesterday if you guys hadn't been as persistent as you were. Well, thanks, Dave. And, and in fact, when, when uh, uh, Dean Hart, myself, and then Tom Moe, we Tom Moe, yep. talking about right. it. Uh, we were called over, Tom Moe and I were called over to um, um, – uh, Udoff, President <laughs> Udoff's office, and he and he basically put the gag order on us. He, he, there's a flashback to going to the principal's I, office. I, well, yeah, I, I mean, I <laughs> I I, I kind of gave him. Well, you know, it's freedom of speech. He said, "Well, you can use your freedom of speech some other place." You know, <laughs> and uh, and then he then he, he changed. But I still remember going over to the legislature when we did. And uh, one time, one of the legislators says. Uh, uh, Coach, if, if you get this stadium, are you guaranteeing that uh, the Gophers will get to the Rose Bowl? I said, well, I can't guarantee that, but I can guarantee you one thing. Without that stadium, they'll never get there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you got to – I'm, I'm going to violate my own rule here, but you look here and, uh, you know, people better not be making any uh, vacation plans other than Pasadena because unless the something really goes wrong – or something really right, they keep winning. They may end up in the college football playoff. The Gophers are going to Pasadena. Boy, Glenn, that, that is great stuff. I didn't mean to leave Tom Moe out of it. Tom Moe was absolutely critical in that. I was at the legislature. Hey, 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 can I say, can I say yeah, one go thing, ahead. though? Sure. Um, uh, I really, last night, uh, it was, I, I had a sad moment, and I thought because our, our good friend and the University of Minnesota Athletics had never had a, a better supporter, more loyal supporter than Dick Ames. Yep. Yep. And and one thing he always wanted to do, he talked to me nonstop, was before he died, yep. he wanted to go to the Rose Bowl and to think that he's not with us any longer. And uh, 
if you're a betting guy, there's a pretty good chance they're going to go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and and, and for those people not familiar, Dave, uh, he just passed away last year on a very cold day. We were at that funeral, and uh, lots of gopher memories with him and lots of memories of private plane rides with yeah. him, and you and him, uh, Mace. You know, Glenn, uh, Sid's got a question, but I want to, I was at that legislative hearing. You remember you brought that photo of the, the yeah. people, <laughs> the people yeah. on the trees at the old yeah. pre-memorial stadium thing and how all the legislators wanted to, you know, wanted how they passed that, that photo around. That was a great hearing. Yeah, it, it was a great photo. I don't know what year it was, but, uh, man, every, every could, he could get in the stands. They reclined trees yep. and telephone poles and everything and, I showed that picture, and then I can't tell any legislators, hey, can you get me a copy of that picture? <laughs> I surely got every one of them a copy, I promise you that. That was a fun time. Sydney. You think that noise, they, I can't be, Penn State couldn't get audible, they couldn't get their plays off, would that toys make a big difference here? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, too bad, because that's what happens every time you go to play at Beaver Stadium. You know what I mean? And if they're complaining they couldn't hear the crowd, noise, well, that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to have a home field advantage. And I hope everybody that was at that game uh, realized not only how much fun they had, but how much they helped the Gophers win that game and upset the number four team in the country. And uh, hopefully they'll be there every game. Coaches, Ohio State, you mentioned they ran up 70-plus yesterday in Maryland. Just give us the overall. The Big Ten's been strange this year. There have been some injuries and some things, and Nebraska, obviously, uh, and, and Purdue had you know lost a couple of guys, et cetera. But it certainly seems like it's top-heavy this year. Well, I, I, could, I can tell you there's, there's some good stories and there's some bad stories. You mentioned Maryland. Uh, they're a sad football team right yeah. now. I mentioned last night. On the show, I said, you know, hey, you're cheating yourself. You're not playing hard anymore. They're not. They they look like they've given it up because they've got, you know, more talent. You, you mentioned Purdue, and no one's been hit with injuries uh, like Purdue has, and you got to congratulate Jeff Brom, how he's keeping that team together and playing. And you think about, you know, there's some great stories out there besides the Gophers. First one that comes to mind down there at uh, uh, Bloomington, Indiana, with, uh, you know, Coach Allen. I mean, they're bowl eligible. They're, you know, they're a good football team. and Watch out, uh, Penn State. Don't take those guys for granted. You you might uh, go back-to-back losses. And how about what Lovey Smith has now done in Illinois ever since he lost to the Gophers, huh? I mean, it really, yeah. he's got him back. He's got him bowl out. He's got him going the right way. And it's good. it should be a lesson to every young coach out there. When you hit a lot of criticism, a lot of bumps and roll, you don't flinch. Stay the course. Have a belief. And that's exactly what he's done. Glenn, Arkansas announced that they fired their football coach uh, earlier this morning. Uh, did What were your thoughts on what the Gophers did with the P.J. Fleck contract situation? Well, I, I thought it was uh, absolutely the right move to make. Uh, what you got to do is because, you know, there was going to be a lot of noise out there. I'm not saying that P.J. would have been interested and he would have left Minnesota, but unless you, and Mark Coyle I, has been around long enough, he knows that, unless you put those rumors to bed, it becomes a distraction. And here you are, you're getting, getting ready to play, you know, uh, uh, Penn State, and all those rumors would have been out there. Oh, he's going here, he's going there. And if that was the case, now they beat Penn State. It'd be, oh, now he's going to Arkansas, he's going here. That affects your team, you know, and that affects your recruiting. That affects your fan base, and it can affect you as a coach. So I thought it was absolutely the right move to make. How about those seniors on defense? Unbelievable. Uh, how good they've been. Well, you know, I've been talking about uh, Antoine Winfield for a while, you know, 
Some guys make plays, some guys don't make plays. And that guy makes plays all the time. He had two interceptions. And I don't know if you, you could see it from the stands, but there was another one He right afterward. He was laughing because the, his own man kind of got in the way because he had the third one. But, you know, not only as far as making interceptions, but, you know, any play that broke through the line that went to his side, man, he just nailed him. When it went the other side to the other safety, they had a chance. But that guy's as good a safety as they're in college football. When we had Tyrone we're, Carter in there, isn't there? I mean, the way he sense for the he, he made intercepts more, but that that sense for the ball and small. Well, yeah, I, I tell you, you know, and Tyrone Carter won the Thorpe Award. We ought to start the campaign. This guy might be uh, the Thorpe Award winner this year. He's got a good name for it, Glenn. We got we invited people to send text messages if they had a question for you. I just got one. It says, "Ask Glenn what he thought about the onside kick that Ohio State uh, did yesterday in Maryland." <laughs> well, here 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 was my thought. I thought it was a brilliant move motivation-wise by Ryan Day. You know, the thing about the big uh, problem you always have when you have a real good football team playing an inferior team is that they'll play down to competition. They'll take the week off. Let's not forget that uh, Maryland went for a two-point conversion against against Ohio State last year, and and they dropped it. You know, and obviously everything would have been different. But I'm saying is this, Ryan Day, he saw some things, and he's told his team, hey, you know, we're going to go for this onside kick. We're going to go for a block punt right before the half. And all of a sudden, you know what that means to those players? This guy's business. He's coaching his tail off. He's not taking the week off. We better not take the week off either. Glenn, we look forward to this so much. Sid, we'll wrap things up. And Mason, they see the envelopes with the stamps. (laughs) I don't see them anywhere. So don't tell me you don't get the murder. And by the way, thanks for being on. (laughs) Anytime. Oh, oh my gosh. All right, that was Glenn Meese. We want to thank all of our guests today. Mark Coyle, uh, Glenn Taylor, P.J. Fleck, Mike Zimmer, Tom Chorsky, Glenn Mason. And we want to thank you. We asked for phone calls. We got a dozen phone calls. So much fun. We'll do it again next week. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 